Good evening again. Thank you for joining us either here, the hearty few that are here, or if you're watching on your screen. We're so blessed to be able to return to these Wednesday Eucharist services. It's a pleasant midweek break. And today is a picture-perfect spring day. Sunshine pouring through the St. Peter's grounds, a cool breeze constantly stirring the landscape flowers and its trees. It's a reminder of just how blessed we are. And it's important to remember this. And when better than a quiet, and, and when can you do that better than a quiet midweek service? Now today's gospel reading from Luke contains many recurring Lucan themes, light and darkness, how one hears the word of God, family connections, and what it means to have faith. For a relatively short reading, it takes on a lot of what Luke wants us to hear throughout the entire book. And nearly all of it matches Mark's gospel telling with important details taken away. Details that make the reading all that much more inclusive and welcoming and full of opportunity for those of us who hear it. The first part about the lamp deals with light and those who have received God's words and darkness, those who haven't. The emphasis is on how a disciple listens to the word, how he listens to the word. Now here in the, in the reading, we are at the end of Jesus' parable of the sower. You know, sowed on, the, on the, the rocks and things grew up quickly but burned up, sowed on the stone, they weren't able to take root, or sowed into the good ground. And we're told here that the seeds that land on the rocky soil sprout up quickly but die in the heat of day. Jesus explains they hear the word with great joy but not being rooted, they wander off when things heat up. Not a good way for a disciple to be. In today's reading, we're also told, for those who have, more will be given, and from those who do not have, even what they seem to have will be taken away. Now, this is one of the verses often lifted up in support for a kind of prosperity gospel. But it's not about material goods, not at all. You'll note that preceding this familiar quote is the less familiar, or less frequently cited, then pay attention to how you listen. Then pay attention to how you listen. See, it's about how a disciple hears and understands the word. Those who listen intently will be given more. They'll grow in their faith. They'll have more maturity, more discipline, more wonder, and more joy. And those who don't attend to how they listen will not receive more. In fact, they may not have anything. They may, in fact, get stuck. And then the gospel quickly pivots to a short interstitial about family. Jesus' mother and brothers are outside, and in both Mark and John's gospel, you pick up on a clear tension between Jesus' family and his adopted family, if you will, of spiritual followers. He even goes so far as to deny them as family, which I think hurts the heart of almost any parent anywhere. Not here, though. Jesus' mothers and brothers are lifted up as models of disciples because they listen to Jesus' words with noble spirit and generous mind. And finally, Jesus and the disciples are caught in a frightening storm on the lake. The disciples are frightened. Jesus remains sleeping until they wake him in their fear he barely rebukes them, but instead rebukes the wind and the waves, and they calm instantly. And instead of harsh words for the disciples, 
which we hear in other Gospels, he simply asks, where's your faith? I imagine him falling back asleep while the disciples look on in awe and wonder. Who then is this that he commands even the winds and the water and they can obey him? The calming of the sea opens a new chapter in Luke's telling of the ministry of Jesus. It's moved us from the sermons and parables that we just heard and that speak about the Word of God to a, that, that, that we just heard. And now we speak the Word of God to a number of miracles and signs. It might even be said that while we heard the Word of God before, now we're being, say, we're being told to do the Word or see what the work of God doing in the work is like. The Anchor Bible Commentary titles this new direction in the ministry, quote, Progressive revolution, Revelation of Jesus' Power. And within the remainder of this chapter alone, we hear about the calming of the sea, which we just read, the healing of the Gerasene demoniac, the healing of the hemorrhaging woman, and finally the raising of the leader's daughter, presumed dead. In short order, we are given a kind of raising of the stakes to Jesus' power. And the sequence ends not with the last miraculous raising of the dead, but it ends in the following chapter, in chapter 9. When Jesus sends the disciples throughout the countryside to proclaim the kingdom and to heal. Think about it. They've made quite a transformation through all those words and miracles. They've gone from being frightened on the boat, where is your faith, to proclaimers of the kingdom and even healers. Taken as a whole, they demonstrate what it means to mature in the faith by paying attention to how we hear the word of God. These believers appear to listen attentively, to pay close attention, and are then prepared to proclaim and do the kingdom's powers themselves. This maturing of faith is also called formation, and formation is a lifelong project of listening intently each and every day to God's word and growing in it. We listen to God's work, God's word in the wonders of creation, this beautiful spring day. In the words of Scripture that we hear and recite, if I do my job right, we may hear some kingdom proclamations in this homily. And above all, we listen in the communion we are about to share. Today's Scripture is a reminder to pay attention. God is constantly speaking to us. God yearns for us to hear His Word, to not be afraid, to strengthen our faith, so we can become proclaimers of the kingdom and do great things. We can fully participate in God's giant healing project for creation. So listen, listen, listen. It's good news. Amen.